0: Welcome to the 7 Figure Network Podcast, folks. My name is Melford Bibbins, and today I'm joined by Melanie Grineau, and we just had a really cool conversation because Melanie's got a whole bunch of stuff going on, and you guys know I always feel bad. I'm like, I, I have these amazing conversations with my guests before I even hit the magic record button so you guys only get to hear the aftermath. But Melanie's got a lot of really neat stuff going on, so we're going to touch upon a whole bunch of different points right now, and especially about turning your network marketing business into a true CEO position. That's something that Melanie quotes. And I I tell you, it's like, it's a paradigm shift in thinking that I really love. So we're going to go deep into that. But first and foremost, Melanie, thanks so much for being on today.
1: Oh, I am so appreciative to be here. Thank you for having me. So
0: I got to ask, because this is one of my favorite questions. What actually drove you into this industry in the first place? Like what made you do that very first credit card swipe?
1: Yeah. So I actually was a broke homeless single mom. I had gotten married. I was going to be a stay at home mom and do all the things. And I had my daughter and ended up in a situation that wasn't exactly stellar. So I um, wound up making a decision and this is actually like how it all really happened. I made the decision that I was never going to put my financial health in another human's hands again, because I had nothing. I had no bank account, no place to live, no, no nothing. And so as I developed, you know, I went and opened a couple businesses, working my way through school, uh, became a pastor, did a bunch of stuff. And I ended up, you know, really signing up in a couple companies along the way, right? There was an oils company, there was a makeup company and I love the products, but I couldn't get my head around how to build it. And I think it was because I had so much going on at the time. And then the day I remember I had been running my restaurant and I had, just so you know, I had 44 employees and 65,000 a month in overhead before I made a dime. Okay. So I had gone to work. I was ready to go out, dressed up for the first time since we launched and opened the doors, of the restaurant, which was, it did exceedingly well and staff didn't show up and I couldn't go. And I thought, (laughs) <laughs> this is not good. So, and this woman, my mom's best friend had been, you know, hounding me, so to speak. Did you look at the video? Did you look at the video? Cause she sent me some information. And that's the night that I sat down and I looked at a presentation. And when I got to the compensation plan, I was like, shut the front door. Why wouldn't everyone do this? This is insane. So that's actually what, what got me there. And I think, you know, when I look back on it, thank God, I had that day where I was done because if I, I don't know what would have happened, right? Cause I'll tell you the rest of the story, what happened after I got started, but that's kind of what got, what drove me into it.
0: it it's, I love the fact that you mentioned that point. Cause I, you know, we, I, it's you and I were talking, uh, Kachet and I used to own a big gym and spa and people are like, oh, you own this big business. You guys are so successful, everything else. People don't realize that. And, and we, our overhead was only 25 grand a month. And it's like, I would tell people that's like, you know, until you make $25,001, I can't feed my kids. You need to understand that. So, you know, you have an, a, a restaurant with a $65,000 a month overhead. That means you had a multi-seven figure business. And I'm sure everybody from the outside is looking, oh, my God, she's rich. This is amazing. Fantastic. People don't realize that that multi-seven figures ain't landing in your pocket.
1: I was taking home about $3,000 a month at that time. And I also had an interior design company. Yeah, like literally mind-blowing, right? Now, obviously the company paid for like things like my car, my gas and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, I was a, a single mom. I had my kid. I had three foster kids under the age of seven, two dogs. I was pastoring a church. Uh, you know, I was we had an inner city youth ministry. Like there, I couldn't have done anything more. You know what? really um, gets me. I'll never forget this. I I sat down. I don't even know how I got the book, actually. But I sat down on my master bedroom floor, opened the book called The Cash Flow Quadrant. Thank God for Robert Kiyosaki. Yes. And when I read The Quadrant and I, you know, business owner, right? Business owner. I Mm -hmm. thought I was a business owner. I'm sure you did, too. Absolutely. But Forbes definition of a business owner is somebody who has 500 people or more working towards a common financial goal that pays you while you sleep. I didn't have that, right? Mm-hmm. Like I did not have that. Yeah. And if I wasn't working or, or overseeing or whatever, it, it wasn't happening. And so I really had this moment, this aha moment. I was mad. Like mm-hmm. I went to school Well, I did quit high school six times. Cause I couldn't figure out what they were trying to teach me, but I did keep going back. Fine. Then I went to secondary, you know, school like university mm-hmm. and uh, no one ever told me there was a left side of money. And like me, I call it the wrong side of money yep. and the right side of money. No mm-hmm. one told me that 95% of people end up dead or dead broke at age 65. No one told me that you had to be a business owner or investor. And I was mm-hmm. choked. Like I'm a student. I love learning. If somebody said, here's a wealth one one I would have taken it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I would have signed, I would have been first to sign yeah. up. I would have had notebook in hand. Right. And I was working 18 hours a day. Like, don't get me like I wasn't some slug sitting around, you know, wondering like what was going on. And so those kind of things combined really led me to this place of when I looked at that compensation plan, I thought, you know what? What's the worst that could happen? And I got on the phone with the woman that was supposed to be the three way call. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, listen, you don't know who I am, um, but you need to tell me right now if this doesn't work. Because I don't have time for an emotional disappointment, a financial disappointment. I don't have time for any kind of disappointment. I am full up. But if you tell me it works and you tell me exactly what I need to do, look out, just get out of my way. And literally, I had my income replaced in about four weeks. So that was for me. But again, I went at it like a pit bull, right? Like I didn't, I wouldn't sit around and think about, oh, I wonder who I should call. I must have called 150 people in four weeks.
0: hmm You made a point earlier on in this and you said, you know, you only made a couple of bucks, you know, only made the $3,000 a month from your business, but you were using it to pay your bills and everything else. What I want everybody to understand this call and something you and I are going to talk about a lot more as we go along is that same thing is applicable to your network marketing business. Like in your network marketing business actually has more to write off than your brick and mortar business. Like people don't even realize they think, oh, you own a brick and mortar business. You got so much to write off. You know, you've got the things inside of that structure to write off. Network marketing allows you to write off basically. I mean, there's so much more and there's zero, well, not zero overhead. There's a hundred bucks a month. I mean, whatever it is. So it's like, I really wanted to touch upon that point. Cause I think that a lot of folks who, who haven't had, you know, the big overhead, who haven't realized that, you know, you got to write stuff off to stay alive sometimes, more of those write-offs are
1: actually applicable to the business you have right now with next to no overhead. So talk to your accountant. And and applied. This is one of the things that, you know, my husband and I have, I met my husband, by the way, at my like very first public presentation in that company. Uh, And we are married in six months. So just so you know, he is the best thing that I've gotten. Mr. Greg Greeno, the best thing that I've gotten from network marketing. Um, But, you know, we teach people that income, those write-offs that you're talking about, that's against your job income, your employee income. So if you don't have a home-based business, you're literally handing the, the, the government money that is technically yours, just FYI, because mm-hmm. the reality is you guys all know that they wrote a tax code and the tax code is you know, designed to get your money. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when you know the tax code, they've also designed it so you can keep your money. But no one's going to teach you this in school, I promise. No one's going to teach you. And so when you think about the write-offs, you know, you guys, if you have a, if you have a job that you go to every day, let's say you make $50,000 a year and you're taxed at 25 or 30%, some places in the world, 40% you're taxed at. Well, now you enter home-based business, whether you're earning an income in that home-based business, especially in the first couple of years or not, you still have the write-offs, the phone, the gas, the meetings, you know, the 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 marketing, the stuff that you need to build your business. And that can be applied against the other income.
0: Yeah. Even your clothes. I mean, it's yeah. like, if you've got a presentation outfit, it's just unbelievable what you can do. I'm sad. This is what I wanted to talk to you about. This is like, you know, it's I, the, the, one of the reasons I love doing this podcast. We get to talk about high level, you know, high level theory and actionable steps. And that's exactly what you're going to talk about. But we're going to move it a little bit further because I know that, you know, we often talk Conchetta and myself about the fact that, you know, what are you going to do beyond network marketing? Not. Not, you know, you're not not pushing you to quit your team. I mean, the last thing I mean, for the love of God, don't quit your team. I mean, especially if you're cranking, keep on cranking. But there has to be something beyond that, and and I think that that's really what you have concentrated on is teaching people how to move not away from network marketing, but t- in parallel with supporting other things. So, can we talk about that for a minute? Let's let's, let's again, let's talk about a little high level theory first about what becoming your own true CEO is—the CEO of your life and your business. Because I know you've you've developed programs about that. This is this isn't just a thought pattern for you. These are actually programs that you're teaching folks. So so can we start with sort of the high level view of what it means to evolve beyond just being a, a just being sorry I don't mean to be rude but being a network marketer to taking that income that you're making and what you've learned and turning your life into more of a CEO run business.
1: Absolutely. I think that um this kind of was all born from the fact that I I'm a CEO, was a CEO when I came into network marketing. And I noticed as I was training my team, you know, we went to number three in the world, number one in our country wow. um, with that first opportunity. And then since then I've done another massive build. Um, and what I noticed was as I was training people, they weren't treating it like a business. They were treating it like a hobby. And mm-hmm. you know, there's the old adage, if you treat it like a hobby, it pays you like a hobby. If you treat it like a business, it'll pay you like a business. The thing about having a business is you have to Act like a CEO if you have a business. So, what are your business hours, right? What are you What are you setting for your marketing goals, right? You need to have money for doing events. You need to set aside money for doing your business. So, if you make five thousand, not all that money is yours. You need to be, you know, acting like a CEO, which allocates money for different expenditures for different things in the business. But even further than that, it's the mindset. It's the mindset of a CEO. A mindset is a CEO is constantly. Trying to figure out how do I expand? Where are the markets? Who are my hot players? You know, who's my executive team? Who should be my inner circle? Who deserves to give me feedback? Right? Because if you're a CEO of a company, you aren't taking everybody's feedback. You have a very small group of people around you, and most likely some sort of mentor or coach somewhere that's helping you grow your business. And so, I really um, just started training people to think a little bit differently about their life because the reality is and you know you've done this that if you're going to you know enter network marketing and you've got a full life and business and jobs and whatever you got going on you got kids you got a husband whatever now you have to build a business well where are those hours coming from so step one, where's your, like, I literally had to build a calendar to teach people how to block out their time and how to build their business and what are profit producing activities and what's a daily method of operation and what are KPI, you know, all the KPIs, like just the basics, which for me were supernatural because I'd grown my companies, but we're really missing in network marketing. And so that's the shift from going from just a, you know, a, a rep or a, a network marketer to becoming the CEO which means you're controlling the vision, the direction, the growth, the pace, the momentum, Mm -hmm. and essentially the revenue. So, you know, it's just a matter of just approaching it a little bit differently.
0: Now, let's talk about a common mistake that I think some people might have gone through their heads right now is once I become a CEO, I'm more of a manager than a producer. And you and I both, I mean, (laughs) for the love of God, you and I both know that once you go into management mode, you might as well just cut your head off in your business. So, how are you? How are you teaching people to walk that fine line of, you know, being that leader, being that visionary, being that thought professional that that again only takes input from certain people and doesn't get weighed down by the minutia, but still keeps building their own business to keep forward momentum going, and obviously to be the best example humanly possible.
1: Yeah, it's the same way I do everything in life, right? I raise my kids by monkey see, monkey do. I don't care what you say to your kids. They, do, will, they will do what you do, not what you say. And they will do it whether they see you do it or not. You think you're doing stuff in private. I promise we are spiritual beings on an earthly journey and they know but you're actually doing, they might not consciously know, but trust me, they know. And it's the same with your team. If you're growing a network marketing team and you're telling them to go do one thing, but you're not doing the thing, they're not going to do it. And, you know, we, Greg and I do a training about, you know, it's so funny when people go into momentum and maybe they get 20 or 30 people on their team and then they turn around and they stop and they face their people and they're like, okay, you're going to do it now. And they're like, do what? They're like, you can do, do it now. They're like, do what? It's like, okay, no, you can't do that. You don't, we don't turn around and face the team. There's Mm -hmm. systems or should be systems in place, right? To carry the team. There's training there for them. There's company there for them. There's calls there for them. That's the safety net. Mm -hmm. You identify your leaders and you run with your leaders. And and let me tell you, you can't run backwards. So you better turn around and keep doing what you are doing. And I was very blessed, very blessed to have a mentor that taught me 87% of your time has to be spent recruiting 13%, maybe no, sorry. Yeah. 87% of your time recruiting 2% problem solving and whatever's left over is like actually um, dealing with the training and the stuff in the team. Right. So if you think about that, that's backwards for most people, most people will recruit two to 3% of the time. And then they train 87% of the time. And then that other little bit there is spent, you know, doing whatever floating around. So it's super important just to make sure that you recognize people do what you do, not what you say.
0: And then they wonder why they don't get to the top of the pay plan.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, I like, how people right can now? ask
0: that question? Why am I stuck at silver? Because you're doing the 87% wrong.
1: <laughs> until you recruit, okay, this is going to be a little bit of, you're going to have a Melanie moment. My team and my, my tribe, they call this a Melanie moment. And so don't freak out right now, but just take a deep breath. Um, until you've recruited 200 people, you're not even in network marketing. So, you know, and I love the people like, God bless one of my, one of my personal mentors who makes more money than most people will make in two lifetimes, and I'm not joking. Um, he's only ever recruited 30 people in a network marketing. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's amazing. Also, for the average person to hit yeah. the top of a compensation plan, you're looking at 100, 200, 300 people, yeah. and that's if you're good at duplication. And mm-hmm. if you're not good at duplication, then maybe even more, but what's wrong with that? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Your spa, my restaurant, how many clients did you have to have?
0: endless endless stream coming out the front door
1: you didn't get 10 and then be like okay i'm good i should be at the top now yeah like it's that's ridiculous as a business owner as a ceo that's not how you think you're always in client attraction mode marketing getting your message out there and branding so
0: well obviously you just put the ball in the tee for me how are you recruiting these days Mm. weird time. And like I said, we got to give action steps. So can you, can you give the folks one, two, three, how I'm not going to limit you. However many action steps you want to give, how would you recruit? You know what? I'm, I'm going to ask this question this way. I love to ask it if you were restarting today and you know, I'm still going to let you have your entrepreneurial brain. You're smart, you know, business, you know what's going on, but no lists, no company, no nothing. You just swiped your new kit. Hasn't even shown up yet. What are the first three things you'd do?
1: I would make a list and I'd call hundred people as fast as humanly possible. And I'll tell you guys, I use, I've used the same script for 14 years because it's really true for me Mm -hmm. and you have to find a script that's really true for you, but you can borrow this one if you want to. If I was phoning you, I would say, Hey, Malford, listen, you got a minute? I do. Yes, you do. Okay, cool. I am launching a new arm of my business. And I want to sit down and and chat with you about it, but honestly, there's a lot of money in it and timing is essential. If I sent over a link, it's 11 minutes long. Would you take a look at the video? And then we can get back on the phone and chat about what you saw and see if it's a fit for you or not. Let's do it. Awesome. Is now good for you or can you watch it today at some point so I can put you in my calendar to follow up? Uh, I've
0: got a break around five o'clock tonight.
1: Okay, perfect. So if I called you, it's 11 minutes long. I called you by 5.15. You'd be ready to get on the phone.
0: Yeah, that should be perfect for my schedule right now.
1: You'll for sure, for sure have watched that video by then so I can put you in my calendar and not waste your time or mine.
0: Uh, like I said, that's the that's the first break I've got in the day. So I'm pretty much assuming I'm going to be able to bang it out in that first 11 minutes after my last call at five o'clock.
1: Okay, awesome. So regardless of whether you love it, don't love it, whatever, pick up the phone, let me know. We'll have a conversation. And there's one more thing I want you to listen to when I call you back, but we'll get to that after. So I'll talk to you at 515, okay?
0: Ooh, sexy cliffhanger. I like that. Good job.
1: <laughs> I literally cliffhanger that to build teams of 80,000 people, a hundred thousand people. Yeah. Why? Because I'm not selling product. I'm not, I love the product. I'm using mm-hmm. the product or service or whatever you're marketing. Yep. But the reality is, you know, I, I'm i not a professional product person. I'm not gonna know every ingredient. I'm not gonna, in my case, you know, we work with a platform, an education platform, and, mm-hmm. and now a global travel platform, which is so exciting. But I'm not gonna be the expert of that. There's people that are paid by the company to be those experts. Mm-hmm. My job and your job is to connect customers to the company. Mm-hmm. Connect customers to the company. When we do that, we get paid. So that's the first way. And the second thing I would tell you is I use social media. So I have a system where I'll do a post. Like I did um, a travel one for the travel thing we just launched. Yeah. And it said, um, you know, we have a group of 20,000 people all sharing tips and tricks with discount tra- discount luxury travel. If you want in the group, let me know. And there was 102 comments in about, I'm not joking, 45 minutes. So then my my VA goes in and messages them all with the same message that says, here's a link to join, da, 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 and I just start prospecting them mm-hmm. through that. Through that, you know, If I sent you over the information, it's exactly the same. Yeah. If I sent you over the information, would you look at it? They mm-hmm. look at it. What'd you like best? And follow up and enroll them, right? Yeah. And then teach them to do the same thing.
0: Love it. Now let's flip the coin and let's talk retention. How are you keeping your, so are you, because I know that like Facebook groups aren't quite like the delivery of Facebook groups is kind of getting broken nowadays. So people are looking for different technology things, but nobody, I I don't want to ever hear anybody make an excuse about technology. (laughs) So I I swiped that right off the table immediately. What what are you doing to keep your folks in? And obviously we're talking about two different people. We're talking about customers and reps. So how are you keeping your folks retained? Can you start with customers first and then go to rep second for me?
1: Yeah. So. We're really blessed in the fact that our platform is a—it's um, an education platform, so yeah. the residual is really strong. Yeah. They're learning s- some skill sets that are changing—you know—the way they think about money, mm-hmm. and so they tend not to go anywhere when the product's like helping them in that way. So the retention and the company has built in really good, strong retention model. They mm-hmm. get a lot of live mentorship. They get a lot. They get a lot. The value is really high. Mm-hmm. So also, we follow up and make. Sure that our customers have logged in, right? Mm-hmm. That they know where to find stuff. And just keeping that line of communication open, we actually have a team Facebook group that has customers and reps in it. We don't separate the two. Mm. So, and we have, and always have had for 14 years, actually, every single Saturday, mm-hmm. we have a team call. So we do Monday, Thursday presentations and a team call on Saturday. And I know that's a little old school for some people. Some people want to just be able to post and ghost their people. Like they want to be able to just post and sign people up. And it's just magically going to become this thing, but that doesn't build culture. And so Greg and I are really good at culture. And really what we've set up to do is create a family. That's the best sales force in the world. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, we train on sales, we train them. You give us a year of your life and you actually commit Like you actually commit to becoming a professional. You actually learn how to do this as a business. You actually plug in. You will not recognize your life one year from now. And then we just set about building people because when Mm -hmm. you build people, the people build the business.
0: Love it. You've mentioned Greg a couple of times. Are you guys doing everything as a team?
1: We do. Yeah. So while she's creating an empire, which is my company, mm-hmm. he is kind of like a acting CFO for that. Like he helps me with the back end stuff in mm-hmm. some ways on the bigger, you know, there's quite a bit going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not on staff or anything. He just, I go to him for counsel. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have nine staff members. So that's the only thing that we don't do together. So to speak, we build together though. We, we we're just training at a conventional weekend together. Um, and we have built together for the whole the whole time.
0: Love it. So you have one of the greatest domains ever. She's creating an empire.com. That's just awesome. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that.
1: So that was born out of the fact that I found women were really, and this is, it's sad, but true. We, um, you know, it's only really been a hundred years since we can vote, which it sounds insane to me, but the reality is we're still conditioned to hand over our financial, you know, the husband does the taxes, the husband does the finances, the, you know, just the, just the, and that's fine, except that, you know, when you're building a business, you better know where your money is. You better know how to invest that money, where to put it. And I don't, I'm not a seven series broker. I don't teach investing. I plug women into the education they need to succeed Mm -hmm. So we do three things. We teach them how to keep their money, right? Pay off their debt. Our community has paid off over 60 million in debt, which is cool accumulatively. Um, How to increase income. You know, you should have three to five streams of income at any given time. uh, If you want to make sure that you're insulating your family from the craziness that's going on right now. And that's the women. I'm not talking about the man because men, this is going to sound terrible, but men die or leave. So, you know, traditionally women live longer than men. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this stat, but out of every four impoverished, meaning below the poverty line, senior women, out of every four, three of them were not that way before their husband died. Wow. So before their husbands died, they were average earners, they were totally fine. Nothing was wrong. Husband dies. Now they're living below poverty, often on a thousand dollars a month. Oh. And so when I saw that coupled with the fact that we've rescued 6,500 women and um, children out of slavery, right. In India. And we put them through, you know, give them businesses, etc. So my passion to teach women how to, yes, you know, if you're married, be married. I mean, Greg and I would do our money together. We do everything together. You but if he dies, I'm not going to end up on a soup line. Yeah. Right. And so it just came out of that. And then building, teaching them how to build a brand online, because that's a whole nother, you know. What? Who are you? What do you stand for? What's your mission? What's your message? How do you attract your clients? How do you build a tribe of raving fans? Um, and then business, straight business. So that's kind of how that that was born. And I just had all these women coming to me saying, "I want to be a better mother. I want to be, you know, um, I want to be better with money. I want to be a top leader." And the resources just kind of weren't there specifically for women, and so that's where that all came from
0: in the midst of your excitement of talking about this, you let drop for about half a second, then breeze by it that you've been saving people in India from human trafficking. I'm not letting you just blow by that. Go. So, <laughs> That's not a passing uh, thought. I need to hear more about that.
1: Yeah. So prior to network marketing, I was a pastor, right? And so we had launched a program in India with, um, in partnership with a very well-known family there actually that, um, you know, takes women who have been widowed because they just died. They, there's no options for them. Or um, in in a couple of years, we found this trafficking ring that was going really strong. And so we started rescuing women and children. And so we started out only being able to take 20 women in. And now we have the capacity building space for a thousand women at a time. Um, and we have a slum school that uh, feeds and educates 1500 kids a month and then we also have because these women often come very broken and we teach them or well, we don't teach them we supply for them um you know how to get better mentally psychological you know restoration food, education, they get a business, they get a trade so they can be integrated back into society. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're usually with us for six to 12 months. They live with us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and, and with my partner, who's brilliant and beautiful, and his organization is rescuing lives.org. Uh, and so what happened was all these women would come and because they have lost their families often, we there's this thing in India called gutter babies, and they're babies that are literally left in the gutter. And there's no like the orphanages. It's so poor there, right? So these women started asking if they could bring the babies. And so this really cool thing happened where the babies would come and actually heal the the mom. They would heal the the women caring for them because now these little family units are being formed. And so last year, actually, during COVID, our team, like our network marketing organization, fed 65,000 people um, for the year. And, and guys, it's $14 a month to feed a family of four. $14 wow. to feed a family of four. So we just kind of incorporate what's what we're passionate about and what we love to do. And of course, I haven't been able to go to India now for almost four years because of all the nonsense that's going on. But our team is really strong there. And, um, you know, we just have been very blessed and we believe to whom much is given much is required we don't take our position in network marketing lightly i think that it's my obligation to teach people to be better humans right Mm -hmm. because it's made me a better human it's made me more compassionate more caring it's also made me a little bit sharper in some ways too because you have to get better at dealing with people's nonsense and you have to get a little bit tougher right Mm -hmm. i like Mm -hmm. I, i saw in a movie the other night somebody called it you have to get rhino skin and i'm like that's exactly what has to happen
0: Oh, that's great. You know, it's I, I appreciate you being on here and all the education you've given us, all the talk we've done, high level daily, but nothing has impacted me more than that story you just told. And I am and believe it's like anybody who knows me knows I'm not just saying there like I'm I'm like the biggest crybaby on the planet. I'm, I'm six foot tall, 265 pound Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt who will cry at the drop of a hat in situations like this. So uh, what was it? Uh, Rescuing lives.org.
1: Rescuing lives.org. Yeah. And it's, uh, they've been around for a long time. Um, They're an amazing organization. And the guy that runs it is like, really, I mean, you've never seen, this guy has, he married an American woman and they have two beautiful kids, but they have literally poured their blood, sweat, and tears into rescuing these women. And so I've just partnered with them and said, like, let me get you people that can, partner with you financially and, mm-hmm. you know, all the way energetically, right. It takes a lot what they do. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's well worth a stop. I love it.
0: So, so the empowerment issue is just so impressive. I'm, I'm so excited for you. So, so let's revert uh, quickly back to business for a sec. We've been talking about international. So, let's let's sort of roll with that ball. You know, what do you guys do for your international outreach? I mean, are you still? Is it still a social media play? Are you guys you know uprooting yourselves? And because I know you live in Panama right now, you know, so are you guys uprooting yourselves and moving to these countries? How are you building personally? And again, I'm, you know, if you can give a couple of action steps, would be great. I'd appreciate it. How are you building outside of your your uh, local area?
1: Well, I think for the average person listening to this, the answer is no, we don't move to a place to, to build a market. I know some people do do that. We don't. We've had kids. We've raised those kids. No. We had to be around the school and the dance and all the things. Um, but we do do something that has been really powerful, and I think it's a super actual step for anyone listening. And that is, if I sign you up, I'm gonna sit down with you. And the first thing I'm gonna say is Melford, who do you know in Toronto? Who do you know in Dallas? Who do you know in Texas? Who do you know in Asia? Who do you know in Ireland? Who do you know in Europe? And I'm gonna to start to jog your memory because you know 2000 people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And those people know I like, can trust you, presumably. So, if I can work the network with you, which benefits you obviously, and through you you don't have the experience yet, I can actually help you build a global international business, right? Greg and I I think we're in 17 countries currently. Um, you know, I can do that through asking that question and then there'll be times where we'll run for the leaders listening, you know, it's really beneficial for you to run a 90-day international play so you might decide that you want to really like you want to focus on Italy or you want to focus on wherever you want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every single meeting, every single Zoom, every single everything, it's like, who do you know here? Who do you know to know somebody here? Yeah. And what happens, you guys know wherever attention goes, energy flows. And so you'll start to find, it might take a week or two, but you'll start to find people popping up and yep. then you can drive those markets. I will warn you, you need to act local, think global. If you are new listening to this, you do not go build a global business. You're not ready yet. You can connect your global people to your leaders. You need to get through the the, the bloody nose and the the eyes. And I know that there's people like, you don't ever have to call your friend or family okay, awesome. Also, how are you going to practice? Who's going to take your call? Like you want your first call to be the CEO of Apple? I don't think so. He'll eat you for breakfast. So go talk to your mother, your brother, your sister, your cousin, because those people are going to put some pressure on you and you're going to start getting some rhino skin and learn how to answer questions and get some, you know, well, I wouldn't say that. I'll say that differently. Uh, You'll get some posture, right? (laughs) We can call that something else. You'll get some posture and you're going to learn how to overcome those objections. You don't practice on high level people for that. Yeah. You, you, you practice on the what you've got your hands on and that's the circle that you currently built. Right. So I, I'm, I'm a little bit different and I don't agree. You know, people like you never have to talk to your friends and family. First of all, can you imagine if somebody hadn't called my mom's best friend called me and introduced me to network marketing? What if she hadn't done that? Mm-hmm. What if she hadn't done that? I, I know where I would be because guess what happened right after that? The crash happened. I would have mm-hmm. lost everything. I would have been bankrupt. I would have been able to keep doing what I'm doing, we've impacted hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people's lives globally, Mm -hmm. all because a friend called me about network marketing. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gets me a little like I want to slap people, like stop saying that because yeah, okay, great. But also thank God somebody called me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Hey, it's I, I'm looking at your background, which is making me think of traveling. And it was <laughs> just a, another cool conversation we had before we hit the go button. I know that you guys just launched a new travel strategy. Can, can we talk a little about that? Because because that was hot for a while. Obviously, you know, COVID broke every possible travel model. So how are you guys recovering from that? And, and I mean, A, just tell me a little bit about what you guys got going on. But but B, what's it like transitioning back into travel right now? I know it's got to kind of be a weird situation.
1: Yeah. So Greg and I travel a lot. Like I think we've taken somewhere in the vicinity of like 80 vacations, like we're Mm -hmm. like we we're travelers. (laughs) And so um, when we heard that the company that we're working with was launching a travel portal, we were actually Mm -hmm. super resistant because we have in-depth looked at other travel pro, uh, products mm-hmm. and we, we're, we just didn't like it. There was nothing about it that we liked actually. Mm-hmm. So both of us were super resistant where those people were like, we'll see. So anyways, they launched it and we get in and we start using it. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm saving $87 a night on a $197 hotel room Can you imagine what that would do for the average family who's traveling with their kids for school, you know, who can never get away because Greg and I teach, you need to have a date night at least once a week, but you need to go away as a couple once a month, like go away, no kids, no Mm -hmm. phone, no nothing, just go eat and do all the things that couples are supposed to do, but people can't afford it. So we, we started that way, but then as we got into the. The platform now, what we're finding is that, um, well, I won't say that word. Uh, what's happened in the global economy in the last two years, three years has really, really damaged people's uh mental health. Like mm-hmm. it's not good what's going on. Yeah. Um, And people are hungry to go travel. I think that they need to break the seal on that. Like they need to take a trip. They need to go do it mm-hmm. because we traveled all the way through the whole thing, right? We didn't stop. So we know all the ins and outs, we know the thing and it's been fine. It's been like literally fine. So -hmm. what I'm excited about most with this is that people are ready. People are like, it is like, you just mentioned discount luxury travel. They're like, yes, (laughs) yes. I'm like, where do I, I'm like, okay, calm down, Like, (laughs) give me a second, you know? So it's been really interesting. And one of the things that we're doing, which I'm super excited about, we just laid out a plan yesterday is that we're going to be doing um, team trips So once a quarter, we're gonna pick a destination where people can come and hang out with us and our other top leaders Mm -hmm. and get business training, maybe for a couple hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a write off for them, but they'll. I mean, we're talking like we're talking five star experiences, Mm -hmm. four day, yeah, four day, five, yeah, four day, five star experiences for like anywhere from two ninety nine to five ninety nine. Like, like mind blowing. So yeah. I'm excited because I, my husband always says he builds a business and I build the church. And what he means by that is it's people's hearts matter to me, like yeah. the state of where they are in their lives, how they're thinking, how they're feeling, what they're doing, how yeah. their families are, how are their relationships. We're really going into a season of restoration. We wanna create an environment where people can come and mm-hmm. get restored and you know, put a smile back on their faces and feel the sand in their toes and the sun on their skin and you know, go to Europe and do all these things. Mm-hmm. And I just um, recently have been thinking how lonely people are and how isolated yeah. Yeah. and how phenomenal that we can have these group trips where people can come and get connected and still have an amazing vacation, extend if they want to do all the things, mm-hmm. but really get connected. So that's kind of where we're at. And people are freaking excited about travel, like really, really excited. So it's been good.
0: That's great. I I love the fact that you timed it out right. Hey, you have given so much during this podcast. Please tell the folks how they can reach you.
1: So the best way is probably either Instagram, which is at Melanie Greeno now, but please make sure it's me because I have a lot of imposters. So if you look at my highlights, you'll actually see a reel that it's a highlight about how to spot a fake. So you can find me. So that's a what tip number one. Uh and or obviously on Facebook, Melanie Grino. now, across all the platforms. That's how they can get a hold of me. Send me a message. I actually answer my um messages. I try to get to everybody. Um, and really truly, you guys, go to she's creating an empire.com. We've got tons of free resources there. We're launching a podcast, which is really exciting. So we'd love to connect with you there as well.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited for your podcast. You're going to get a bunch of great people on there. So, got to ask you my favorite question last. What is your six month goal?
1: Oh well, so our next rank in our company is actually almost a doubling rank. So it's a it's a big it's a big rank. Big jump uh, that'll be uh, 1.2 million a year is at that rank is what mm-hmm. that rank is. So and then with my own company. Um, I just launched um, Divine CEO Business School, teaching networkers, coaches, consultants how to build an actual uh, six and seven figure business online, mm-hmm. and that the doors just opened. And it's on an ongoing enrollment basis. But with that, my goal is 200 students in the next oh, six months.
0: Oh, that's great, Melanie! Thanks so much for being on today. This was super fun. We've really we got to talk about a lot of really neat stuff that doesn't often get talked about on, on shows like this. So. I appreciate you going into, you know, what to do in theory, what to do in practice, and what to do beyond your business. So Melanie, thanks again for being on today. I really appreciate it. It was great having you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, Melanie.